No game today for the Wenatchee Apple Sox as they are currently traveling back home to Wenatchee, flying early this morning and then driving back from there and looking forward to be home for six games this week as the Apple Sox will take on the Kelowna Falcons Tuesday through Thursday and then again on this weekend they'll take on the Bend, Elk and Bend Elks Friday through Sunday. I'm Joel Norman and this is the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. A little bit different form for the podcast today. We already posted a recap of Sunday's game. You can check that out under previous episodes if you do not already. But today on the podcast, I wanted to share my discussion I had with Rob Nyer. Uh, obviously, we ran into some technical difficulties on Saturday night with our broadcast, the unfortunate power outage that came in Wenatchee, so half of the game was unable to be broadcast. But right before we had the power issues, I was able to catch up with Rob, and we had a really interesting discussion. Uh, this is his fourth year as the commissioner of the West Coast League, and we talked a little bit about some of the new markets in the WCL, and it was really fun to hear his takes on his experience with the ones that he had been to already. Rob, is he does a great job of going around the league and trying to get to as many different stadiums as he can to see uh, who he can talk to with organizations. And it's really his best opportunity to talk with members of the league in person. So uh, it, was, it was nice to catch up with him the other day, and I was able to have him on for a couple of innings on the broadcast. Well, the Apple Sox trail two to nothing as we begin the third. We're joined now here in the booth by the commissioner of the West Coast League, Rob Nyer, joining us. Rob, like myself, joined the WCL in 2018. And Rob, I have to apologize. I didn't bring a headset on this trip. With having to fly, you had to limit the uh, <laughs> you had to limit what I could bring in the bag. How so could you know? I, I, you know, I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know you'd be coming either. As the first pitch of the inning hit by Grant Sherrod out towards center field, coming in and making the grab is Walker, the Red Riverhawks center fielder, and he makes the grab. But Rob, happy to have you here with us. Uh, we, I don't think we got a chat at all last year, so I had to make it up with a podcast appearance this time. We did not, yeah, but that was fun. Yeah, nice to have you back on here. Let's talk about this WCL season so far. It's been a fun and interesting start. I, I think it's been really exciting, not for uh, the Apple Sox, of course, but the, the start that Bellingham has had in the win streak, as strike one is dealt to Garrett Gores. Uh, the win streak Bellingham has had, and just the perfect timing of them facing Corvallis, who many are looking at as the giant of the league. Really cool timing. I know you tweeted about that the other day. How fun has that been for you to kind of keep up with seeing two titans of the league meet? It's funny. I, I get so immersed in the day-to-day stuff, the, the nuts and bolts, that all of a sudden you look up, wait, they're what? They're 9-0? and uh, oh. Garrett Gores goes down swinging here for the second out of the third. Or in the, the case of the, the Bells, I didn't even realize they were on a winning streak until I was – Watching a game on the you know, watching live stream the other night, and Ryan Carlson, their broadcaster, mentioned that oh, that's the eighth in a row. Really, the eighth, and now they're up to ten. Yeah, they've been on a remarkable stretch here. They defeated the Corvallis Knights last night. Only two teams have done that so far this season, but especially to do on the road, they're so hard to beat at Goss Stadium. Joeichiro Oyama up to the plate. He takes ball one. I think this is your first time catching the Apple Sox at any game, correct? That's right. You have to watch how he plays. Oyama is so fun to watch with the way he finds ways to get on base. Currently on a nine-game hitting streak, he swings and slaps one foul, and slaps is the key word. This guy fouls the ball all over the place. He puts the ball anywhere, drops down bunts. He can hit a triple to dead center. We haven't seen him hit a home run yet, but he had eight this past spring. I think UC Irvine's getting a really special talent in him here as the 1-1 pitch comes in, swings in again, laces one foul down the left field line. 
I don't know if you, I, I mean, we've been doing this for a couple of years. We've seen guys. I know you aren't able to watch it as intimately as I'm able to, but I really enjoy seeing the players who come in the West Coast League in the summer who start out as junior college products but are able to transfer and kind of help get their names out there because of this league. Another one found a way. Do you enjoy that process as well? I, I enjoy looking at the stats at the end of the season and noticing different names that I hadn't ever heard of before, before the season. It. I do. I don't really get to enjoy it the same way you do because I don't get to see these players day in, day out. The 1-2 pitch coming to Oyama. Right-hander Gill fires. It's swung on, fought off towards second base. Scholes grabs up, fires over to first, and it is just in time for the final out of the third inning. No hits for the Apple Sox for a third straight frame. We're joined by the commissioner of the West Coast League, Rob Nyer, and we'll have more in a moment on the Apple Sox radio network. Tom Poole stepping up to the plate to lead things off for Edmonton as they bat in the bottom of the third inning with a 2 to nothing lead over the Apple Sox. Jack Moffat out for another inning of work as Wenatchee looks to see if they can hold off the Riverhawks off the scoreboard. Two runs on five hits, no errors for Edmonton, no runs, no hits, and no errors for the Apple Sox. Joined by the commissioner of the WCL, Rob Nyer. And, Rob, we were just talking a little bit in between innings about the expansion franchises, which places you have been, which ones you haven't, as Moffat misses away. First time here in Edmonton, is that correct? First time in the city of Edmonton, yes. Okay. Well, same same for me yesterday when we got in. Uh, I, I think the first thing I noticed here was the minor league feel to it. There's a couple other places I think you get that in the WCL. Swung on and fouled back. It's 2-1 and one to Tom Poole. But, of course, with it being a former AAA franchise and the Trappers here, that's a natural fit. But what have been your early takeaways of the city and the ballpark and the team itself? Well, I came straight here from the airport, so my take on the city okay. is limited. I'm hoping to get a few hours walking around tomorrow. 2-1 pitch. Comes in and plunks pull. He's able to reach base to begin this third inning. But, I mean, the stadium is – I knew how big the stadium was. 9,200, I think, is the capacity. Yeah. But you don't really, if you're used to going to West Coast League ballparks where some 800, 1,200, um, it's, 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 it's sort of mind-blowing to be here and look around and just see how, and, you know, one of the things I've always enjoyed about the league is the diversity. Moffat deals, and the first pitch is skied out toward right field. Right fielder Sherrod comes in, calls off Oyama, the second baseman, and the Apple Sox right fielder Sherrod makes the grab. But this sort of takes that to a completely different place. You know, the, I would love for someone, and players will do this, to be in the beautiful, beautifully maintained um, field in Port Angeles, which is a old, old high school football and, and baseball stadium. And again, I, they do a great job there. Mm-hmm. Stanette takes ball one. Alex Stanette. But it has play. that sort of local small town feel. And then the next night you're playing here <laughs> in front of how many thousands of people um, with the skyscrapers in the, yeah. in the, in the background. And a beautiful bridge that comes into town as well. It's just, it's remarkable when you, you soak it all in here. I, I think I was a couple of times last night and tonight I had to remind myself that this was a West Coast League game, just from the size of the right. facility. <laughs> As Moffat misses here for a ball, 2-0. I mean, obviously, we're in a 
much bigger stadium than you will find in most minor league venues. Yeah. And there are a lot more people here than you will find at most minor league games. And it's a great crowd. They had 2,500 here last night. I'm curious to see what the number will be tonight as Moffitt misses away. It's 3-0 and just the net. And something our coach, Mitch Darlington, was talking about with last night's game and some of the games early in the season is for some of these guys on the field, these are the biggest crowds by far that they've ever played right. in. So I think on one hand, we look at it this way, that the, the bridge from college baseball, there's a strike to make it 3-1, and the bridge from college baseball to the minors maybe isn't a, as daunting now when you're playing in front of these crowds at this age, but it's certainly funny how that's worked out from that angle. Here's a hot shot first base side. That's foul. 3-2 and two the count. Well, and of course, some of our players have played in big Division One schools, and of they've course. been in front of huge crowds, whether it's Corvallis or I'm sure there are uh, bigger ballparks than that in, in the Pac-10, etc. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our players haven't played at that level. They've been playing in junior colleges or small, smaller colleges, and, and this is the probably right now what we're seeing is the biggest crowd they've ever played in front of. Three and two the count with one out. Runner at first base as Edmonton bats in the bottom of the third. They lead the Apple Sox two to nothing. Pitch misses, and that'll put runners at first and second here in the in the third inning. And Rob, I have to obviously we can't see, anyone can't see this because it's a radio broadcast. One of the things I always appreciate when you come out to games is you do keep score despite how busy you are throughout the night. I mean, how many people would you estimate you talk to on a given night when you come to a West Coast League game? I I do try when I because I tend to have some other things to accomplish when I go to the ballpark when I'm in my commissioner role. I don't always keep perfect score. In fact, I missed a bunch of stuff in the game <laughs> in Kamloops last night. But uh, but it, it is a very old habit, and it's going to die very hard. Kamloops was playing Port Angeles last night. Uh, Kamloops, another one of the expansion franchises, as the first pitch is swung on by Gonzalez, hit toward the second baseman Oyama, who flips to Arquette at second. For the force out there, the fire to first in time for an inning-ending 4-6-3 double play to retire the side. Rob, this went by too quick. Let's keep it going here for another inning if you got Great. time. You bet. Awesome. We'll be back with more in a moment on the Apple Sox Radio Network. We head to the fourth inning here from Remax Field. Apple Sox taking on the River Hawks, but trailing by a score of two to nothing here in Edmonton. We're still joined by the commissioner of the App- of the West Coast League, Rob Nyer, joining us. Rob, we were talking a little bit about Camelopes. Uh, that's a place the Apple Sox won't see until I think it's late July, actually. I think the very last weekend of July. So uh Give us a little tease for what to expect there. It seems like they've had, one, they've been a great ball club, but I'm sure the experience has been fun too there. It was, I really love that city. It reminded me a lot of Wenatchee and Kelowna, actually. They have the same topography. If you look at a map, they're sort of in that Okanagan. I don't think that, that, um, I'm not sure if uh, Kamloops is technically in the Okanagan or not, but, but, you know, anybody who's been to Wenatchee, it's a familiar place, even all the way up in the Kelowna and, and Kamloops area. Oh, one pitch is in there for a strike so and hall back. It felt very familiar, and I love that that sort of sort of land. Um, what I really appreciated. 0-2 is swung on, hit out toward right center field, coming in, but letting it drop in front of him is the center fielder Walker, and that'll be a leadoff single to start this fourth inning for Hallback. Now, you will be on a bus when you go. Yes. I flew in okay. from Portland, and... When you fly in, your plane comes right o- right along the river and right next to the ballpark. So you look out your window, if you're lucky to have window seat, as I, <laughs> as I was, and there's this beautiful old ballpark, great field, and then you land in this tiny airport. 
Here's a ball sliced out toward right field. That'll drop in for a single. Back-to-back hits. It's misplayed in right field by Will Rogers. That's going to put at least runners at second and third, getting the wave around third and heading home is Matt Hallback. And the Apple Sox have cut the deficit in half. A single by Arquette, a misplay in right, and a run across for Wenatchee. As they have one on the board, they're going to give it an RBI and then an error on the right fielder, Rogers. So no RBI for Arquette, but he's in a scoring position. But the ballpark's got that old-time feel. I don't actually know how old the stadium is, mm-hmm. but it, it's got that, you know, it's got the, the beam supporting the, the, the roof, so you know it's not very new. It reminded me a little bit of, um, of Bellingham. Okay. So kind of bringing a lot of elements in. Luke Stuka shows bunt, puts down a nice one, third base side. The throw to first is in time. A great play by Osana as Mark Osana, the backstop for the Riverhawks, scoops it up from his knees and fires to first base. Stuka puts down good bunts, able to advance the runner, but now one down. And they get they get a raucous crowd there, very enthusiastic. They do a great job with – they don't do a lot of sort of you know the on-field entertainment. That's not yeah. their thing. Their thing is you're going to come – you're going to watch some baseball. You're going to support your team, and they do a great job of that. The thing about that, everything you're describing to me, that's kind of in a lot of ways first pitch misses inside Adam Fossil to play. That's kind of the core of what the West Coast League started as, is those types of, of towns. It mm-hmm. wasn't the glitz and the glam initially. It's expanded, and there's, right. some, there's some great cities that put on great shows. And I, and I love that because you have the change of pace with some places. But at its core, I think that's what the WCL has been about. There's a strike to make it one-on-one. So it's kind of it's kind of refreshing for me to hear that because that's one what we're familiar with with Wenatchee. Obviously, the scoreboard being added has changed some stuff, but it, it is really good to hear that. One on the count, Adam Fossil at the plate, runner at third base. Wenatchee on the board. It's two to one as this pitch misses down low. And that team's been a lot of fun. I think they have six walk-off wins out of whatever they've got, 12 or 13 wins on the season. Incredible stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Last night's game, they were down 5 to nothing in the first inning, came back and won 6-5 to five in the 10th. Jeez. That's so fun when it's an expansion franchise. You, you never know how they're going to play because right. everyone's kind of figuring things out. Fossil skies a ball to center field. This might be deep enough to tie it. Catch made by Walker. Arquette tanks from third base. He will score. The Apple Sox have two hits in the inning. They've taken advantage of an error, played a little bit of small ball, and tied this one up. It's 2-2 in the fourth with two down. But I'm excited to go to, to Kamloops. Um, Ryan Carlson, the broadcaster, you mentioned him earlier for Bellingham, was showing me pictures and how their press box was outside. Yes, took me back. Um, I, I, I sat there and did a, an inning or so last night with their broadcaster. and First pitch drops in for a strike. When I first started doing some broadcasting, um, it was with the Portland Beavers, and who, whose field is now the, the soccer stadium in Portland, and they can't play baseball there at all. But uh, the press box was just press row, basically, behind yeah. the lower uh, bowl of seats. 1-1 pitch to Sam Perry, poked over towards short, scooped up on a nice play by Coral, flips the first, and the side retired. The Apple Sox get two runs in the inning. They've tied it up 2-2. We go to the fourth in a moment. You're listening to the Apple Sox Radio Network. Join us for First Responders Night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium this Tuesday, June 28th, as the Apple Sox open up a series against the Kelowna Falcons. All current first responders can enter the park by showing a valid ID card with their name and title or any certification for free admission. Retired first responders are welcome to show their retiree ID card for free admission as well. Family members and friends accompanying first responders are subject to standard ticket admittance prices. 
It's also a $2 off Tuesday with $2 off general admission and premium tickets, $2 off hot dogs, burgers, and Coors Light draft pours. This coming Tuesday is also a Taco Tuesday where you can get three tacos for $7. While you're at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium, stop by the souvenir stand for the chance to grab your own souvenir fillable Apple Sox beer bat for a special discounted price of $5 and take an additional 20% off select merchandise items on Tuesday. Purchase your tickets now for the upcoming six-game homestand at saferseating.com as the Apple Sox have home games each day from this Tuesday to Sunday. That will do it for this edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. A reminder, it's a busy homestand coming up for the Apple Sox Tuesday through Sunday. If you're listening in Wenatchee or a neighboring community in the Wenatchee Valley, you better be here this week. This is the one to be at as the Apple Sox will take on the Kelowna Falcons Tuesday through Thursday, 6.35 p.m. each night. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Ben Delks. Saturday, July 2nd is fireworks night. That's just a night you really don't want to miss. Get your tickets to that night and all games this week at saferseating.com. Lots of fun stuff to look forward to. Tuesday, a $2 off Tuesday. Wednesday is educator's night. So if you are a teacher, all you have to do is show up to the ball game with your valid teacher ID uh, from your school, and you'll receive free admission. Thursday is our Armed Forces Night. If you're an active or retired member of the milita- military, just to show your military ID and receive free admission. As I mentioned, Saturday's Fireworks Night. Don't want to miss that one. Beat the lines and buy your tickets online at saferseating.com. And please note, sun- Saturday's game is a 7.05 p.m. first pitch. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. I'm Joel Norman. Hope to see you at the ballpark this week. But if you can't, make sure to catch the games this week on kcsyfm.com. Thanks for tuning in, and so long until next time. This is the Apple Sox Podcast.